0: This is the
1: People in Their Work podcast. I am Professor Doug Gardner in the Student Leadership and Success Studies Department at Utah Valley University. In this podcast, you will hear the first-person stories of people journeying through their education, work, and career decision-making. In this episode of the People in Their Work podcast, we will hear from Elizabeth Huff, a diabetes doctor, Elizabeth shares a story of how she ended up going to medical school and how she ultimately chose to become a diabetes doctor.
0: I am a diabetes doctor. I take care of people with diabetes. My degree or my background is in internal medicine, whereas many people who take care of patients with diabetes are endocrinologists. So I'll explain that a little bit later. But when I was a little girl, when I grew up, I wanted to be a mom... There's a song, when I grow up, I want to be a mother and have a family. Anyway, so I just wanted to be a mom, and then I went to school, and I really liked school, and it turned out I was good at school. And so I liked school, and I was just going to school, and in I was very shy, and I'm from a family of all girls. I was kind of uncomfortable around boys, and in middle school, I had a fabulous biology teacher, which was my first exposure to biology and I loved it. And then in high school I took AP Biology and had another fabulous biology teacher and loved it. So when I got to college I had this difficult decision to make. I loved reading and history and I loved literature and I also loved biology and I couldn't decide which way to go, so I gave it some thought and then I decided That I could pursue history and literature on my own as a pastime, but I wouldn't pursue biology unless I studied it as a degree, so I decided to major in biology. And I had very broad interests, so I chose—I was at BYU, and I chose a major that was very diverse. So in my major it was called human biology, and we studied some um, psychology, physiology, nutrition, human development so it was all focused on people. I didn't want to study animals or insects or anything like that. But I was mostly interested in people. Really liked my major until I went to Jerusalem and then I came home and thought I'd change my major to near eastern studies. And then I looked into that and I thought no, I'll go back to biology. At one point I changed my major from biology to exercise physiology because I'm also very I was very interested in exercise. And I signed up for a class. I bought some books. Well, actually, I signed up for the class, went to the class, and it was full of what I felt like were a bunch of jocks, and I felt very out of place. So then I went to buy the books for the class, and they were all on football coaching. The books I needed were next to coaching books, and I thought, this is not me. So I went back to the zoology department, full of nerds just like me. I felt at home, so I switched my major back. Ended up finishing in zoology, and as I was finishing, I thought, well, I'm not married. What am I going to do? I can't be a mom yet, so I might as well keep going to school. Since I like school, I don't want to get a job. So I was looking into graduate school, took the GRE on a whim, which didn't turn out very well. You should probably prepare for that test if you're going to take it. And I was getting lots of things in the mail on different degrees i could get or i guess different pathways i could pursue i was interested in biochemistry and physiology and some things like that and none of it seemed that interesting to me so i called up my dad one day he's actually a lawyer and he said well why don't you consider medicine and i was like oh i can't do medicine for all these various reasons and he said well i'm gonna have your brother-in-law call you because my brother-in-law was in medical school at the time My brother-in-law called me, and he's like, well, if you want to do medicine, there's this packet you have to do, and it's due. It might be due soon, and et cetera. And so I said, well, well, I'll go ask about it tomorrow. So the next day, I went and asked about this packet. It turned out it was due that day at 5 o'clock. You had to write a letter, a personal letter of recommendation, or I guess a, it's hard to remember, an essay about why you wanted to go to medical school, get your transcripts a whole bunch of other things. This is a packet that people would spend months on. And I just skipped all my classes that day, got the packet all together, and turned it in right at 5 o'clock. I was like, okay, well I've at least done that. I've kept that door open because I'm about keeping doors open. Keep your options open. And so then I was going down that path. I took the MCAT, and this time I studied, which worked out much better. started to apply for medical school, not really sure I even wanted to be a doctor ended up getting into the University of Utah which is I was very happy about and decided okay I'll just go to medical school why not So I started medical school um, in medical school it was kind of difficult the first two years were pretty good because we studied and I was good at studying and I was good at taking tests and then the next two years we started to rotate through different specialties and you're supposed to find a specialty that you like and I, Still wasn't sure I wanted to be a doctor, and we had to work really long hours. Um, You know, sometimes 80-hour shifts, at least it felt like that. It's probably not 80 hours. Okay. Anyway, we've worked really long shifts, and I didn't know that I really wanted to be a doctor. I still just wanted to be a mom, and I'd had this high school sweetheart who'd come home. I'd served in Mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and He had found someone else while I was on my mission and I was having a really hard time getting over him and just wasn't dating anyone. And I was like, well, what am I going to do when I finish medical school? I don't want to be a doctor, but I don't know what else to do. So long story short, I ended up finishing medical school single and thought, well, I guess I have to go to residency now. I have nothing else to do. I don't want to waste this education and there were aspects of medicine I really liked and aspects I didn't like and I hadn't found a field that really appealed to me so I decided to do to do what they call a preliminary year and that's just a basic year the first year it was in internal medicine you can either do a year where you rotate through different fields or you can do one year in internal medicine. Internal medicine is the springboard to many different specialties in medicine. So you either are gonna do surgery and cut people or you're gonna do internal medicine and give them medications. So I decided I'd go that route and I was thinking maybe I'd do something in public health. Thought about getting a degree in public health. I went off to do this one year in San Francisco, California and I loved it there. And I didn't love the residency program but I really liked the city and I got to know some really great people. There was one in particular who I was very interested in who was male and he was at Berkeley doing a PhD. And so I was like, well, when this year ends, what am I going to do? And the residency program came to me and they said, you know, we had someone drop out of the program. Would you like to stay and finish up in internal medicine? And I was like, well, maybe I will. So I had been looking into something called preventive medicine programs where you get a master's of public health and do projects in the community. And none of, none of it was kind of feeling right or that interesting to me. So I decided to stay and finish in internal medicine. So at the end of three years, I was a doctor of internal medicine. I took the boards, and I'm like, Well, I don't know how I ended up. I don't know why I'm here, but here I am. And in the meantime, the year before I finished my residency, I ended up getting married. So now I was like, Okay, I can just be a mom. I've done the medicine thing. I'm going to be a mom now. And I had a baby a few months after I finished the residency program. And my husband was still in school, so I thought, Well, I might as well use this degree and this whatever, and I'm going to work a little bit to support my husband through school. So I worked part-time doing um, urgent care. You just take people care of people with urgent needs. I did some hospital shifts. I actually really liked working in the hospital. At one point, I thought I might do... Specializing in endocrinology because I really liked diabetes and I also liked thyroid disease, but there were other parts of endocrinology I didn't like. And I was tired of training. I also liked the ICU because there's a lot of physiology involved. But I didn't want to, again, I didn't want that lifestyle and I didn't want to do more training at this point. So I thought I'll just work part time and support my husband and raise this baby. And he graduated. And I had two babies by this point, with two little boys and we moved to Utah. He was going to teach and be a professor, and I thought, great, I'll just quit my job and I'll be a mom now. We moved to Utah, and I was staying home with my little boys, and I started to feel a little, I don't know, antsy might be the word. We were looking for doctors for the family, and I noticed that there were almost no female doctors in Utah County, at least in primary care. There weren't very many, and I thought, women need a choice. They need a choice. If they want to go see a female doctor, they should be able to see a female doctor. So I decided to look into getting a job and I ended up getting a job with Mountain doing internal medicine, which is just adult primary care. And I was part-time two days a week. The doctor I was working with ended up leaving and they couldn't find anyone to replace him. So I worked in Provo for a while then they moved me to American Fork and I thought I really don't like this job. This is not for me. There were things I liked but there were things I didn't like. So I quit again. And by this time the second time I quit, I now had four children, two boys and two girls. So I had done that job for about four years, and I quit. And this time I thought, I'm going to really figure out what I want to do. I like medicine, but there are things I don't like about it. I want to just do what I really like. And so I thought about it for a while, you know, for months. I'd had this, I had a baby right after I quit. About oh, when she was maybe six months old, I thought, you know, what do I really like about medicine? Because there are things I liked about it. I really liked taking care of people. I liked developing a relationship with the patient, and I liked managing their medical problems. I didn't like diagnosing things, and I especially liked my patients with diabetes. One of the reasons I liked diabetes is it involved, most of my patients at that point were had type two diabetes, which is insulin resistance. I got to talk to them about diet, which I was very interested in diet. I was very interested in exercise. Why, which is why I'd done exercise physiology for a while, and I got to talk to them about exercise. And then I got to manage their medications, and I thought, and I didn't have to diagnose anything. I really liked it. So there was a doctor who I'd worked across the hall from who had a diabetes clinic, and I called him up and I said, Hey, can I come work for you? I really like diabetes. And he said, Well, I just brought on this other doctor. I'm not sure if there'd be enough patients, and let's just meet. So by this time, it had been a year since I'd quit. I met him and we talked. I knew him from across the hall. And he said, well, if you really want to do this, show me that you're interested in diabetes. Go to a diabetes conference and, you know, we'll talk and maybe we can bring you on in a year or so. So I ended up starting at his clinic, Diabetes Management Clinic, a year later. So at that point I'd had a two-year break. The thing that was interesting about this job is because it's a diabetes clinic, I saw about half of my patients had type 1 diabetes. Which was entirely new for me to learn how to manage insulin. So I've been working there for three and a half years now and I've learned a lot about diabetes and some of the things I really love about my job. I still work two days a week which is nice and they're kind of three quarter days so I get home around four which is nice because I still have these four children. I get home just about the same time they do which is nice. What I really like about my job right now is I have type two diabetes patients with type 2 diabetes who i can talk to exercise and diet and things like that manage their medications and then i have patients with type 1 diabetes which is a deficiency of insulin and so we get to talk about managing insulin and that has a lot to do with physiology and i've always liked physiology one of my favorite labs in college was the diabetes dog lab where a dog is given diabetes and you have to manage the the dog and take care of the dog hopefully keep it alive a lot of times the dog dies in this lab it's all on the computer but I've always really liked physiology and so the other thing that's really interesting about type 1 diabetes is there's a lot of technology that's being developed there are new medications being developed for type 1 and well mostly for type 2 diabetes so it's very I like it because I'm always learning new things yet it's a narrower fill than when I was doing primary care. When I was doing primary care, it was overwhelming because I was part-time and I felt like I had to be an expert in everything. And that just, it was very overwhelming, whereas now what I do is very focused. So even though I'm part-time, I feel like I can stay on top of it. There is no shortage of people with diabetes, so it's a job with a lot of security, although I'd, we'd like to reverse that trend. It has to do with public health which I was also interested in. So it's it's wonderful because it's sort of a combination of almost all the interests I had as I was going through college and medical school, but I never really knew, I didn't even know in medical school that this would be an option. There was no one doing just diabetes in medical school. And when I went to residency, there was no residency program where you could just take care of people with diabetes. It's ended up being a great fit for me, something that I never dreamed I'd end up doing. I didn't even know it existed. My maiden name is Maybe, and I have been known to be very indecisive throughout my life and had a hard time making decisions. My new new name is Huff, and so my husband always says I should have gone into pulmonology, where people huff and puff, but um, I loved being Dr. Maybe, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I don't like—because I'm kind of indecisive— I don't like diagnosing people with things. Because I'm always thinking, well, what if it's this? Or what if it's that? Which is, anyway, one reason why I prefer to just manage problems. When I was going through my training, if I had known I was actually going to become a doctor, I would have gone to a better residency program. <laughs> That's one of my regrets, is that I chose a residency program that was kind of easy because I was like, I'm not really going to be a doctor. And, so, and I think also in medical school, I didn't work quite as hard as I could have. Because I was like, well, I'm not really going to be a doctor. So, you know, I'm just here for the... And so I feel like I've had to kind of do catch-up and do a lot of self-learning. You have to do that anyway in medicine. You have to teach yourself and learn as you go. But if I had known I was really going to be a doctor, I think I would have chosen a better residency. The other thing is, I think, now that I know that I really like diabetes, there are a few programs out there where you can actually study diabetes. And I would have loved to have gone to... They have these one-year It's kind of like a fellowship program where you can actually study diabetes. And I would have loved to have done one of those, but I didn't know they existed. But sometimes just not knowing what the options are, two things I've learned. One, sometimes you don't know what the options are. And because you don't know what the options are, it's harder to figure out what you want to do because you don't know what's available. If there's a way to kind of be exposed to all different kinds of things, talk to lots of different people, and explore many interests and find out what really is available, you know that's helpful but then I also think that life is a journey it's you know your career is not a destination and I think for the majority of people who end up doing something they love they didn't start out and say when I grow up I'm going to do that it was a process and so just if I had known not to worry so much just to let the process happen that eventually I'd end up somewhere I liked and that to not worry that the journey can be part of you know kind of the joy or whatever you can learn a lot so that's one thing the other thing is I talked about I like to keep doors open because I had decided to go to medical school I really think I should have given it my all and I did work hard and I did do fine but this idea of holding back because you don't think you're going to really end up doing it there's really nothing to be gained by holding back and not giving something your best effort because you don't know that you'll end up doing it or not. And I think especially for a woman who might be pursuing something and she's thinking, I might do this, I might not, or any anyone, I guess, men or women, if you're going to do it, give it your all. A lot of times I hate going into work in the morning. I get there and I'm like, oh, and I'm tired and I don't want to be there. But after I've seen my first patient, I'm happy to be there. I love seeing patients. I like talking to them. I like helping them. The best thing is if I have someone come in whose diabetes has just been terribly out of control or they've been so overwhelmed by it. if we can find ways to help them get their diabetes in control. I've had some patients who either you get them on the right medicine or you help them get the right technology or whatever it is and it makes their life easier and their diabetes comes under control and they're so happy and grateful and that's very rewarding. So I love that. I hate the paperwork. I hate the paperwork. So I'll often stay, you know, after work. I don't, I'm don't. i not done when I finish seeing the patients. Then I have to go and I have to write a note about every patient. Then you have to do all these orders, send in orders for everyone, for my patients, for the other doctor's patients, and they do the same thing for me. All of the paperwork in medicine is just the pits. No one likes I don't know anyone who likes it. And it takes a lot of time. We've gone to electronic medical records, and it takes a lot of time. So it takes a lot more time than it used to be to scribble a few notes. I don't feel like I've arrived in my profession yet. I still feel like I have a lot to learn, and that's one thing I like, is that there will always be a lot to learn. Um, In the beginning, when I first took this job, I felt very insecure. I hadn't worked for two years. I felt like I didn't know anything about type 1 diabetes, and I felt very overwhelmed and insecure. It's, It's gotten a lot better because I've been there three and a half years, but I still have days where I feel like I just don't know how to help this person. Some of the people I work with actually have type 1 diabetes, and so I feel like they know so much more about how to actually live with the disease, and I'm always trying to get help from them on knowing how to actually help people. I feel insecure like I I don't have diabetes. How can I I help these people? I can't really relate to them. I don't know what they're going through. In the future a couple years down the road I'd actually really like to start doing hospital shifts. So most of the providers I work with they rotate through the hospital and they'll do a week in the hospital at a time taking care of people in the hospital who have diabetes. I haven't worked in the hospital for years. It's been I don't know, a long time. I'm anticipating in a couple more years when my kids are all in full-time school that I'm going to start doing some of these hospital shifts. And that will be another really big learning curve. Hopefully not as big as the first time when I started doing the diabetes, but it'll be a big learning curve and a big change. And I look forward to taking care of patients in the hospital, but I will hate working on the weekend. And there's some things I considered in medicine that I was really interested in, like ICU medicine, but I knew I didn't want to work all the nights. And a lot of doctors work nights and they work weekends. And in healthcare, that's just part of it. And right now I have this really nice job where I just work Tuesday and Thursday. In the future, I do hope to get back into the hospital. So that'll be interesting, but also not as good from a schedule standpoint.
1: I am Doug Gardner, and this has been the People in Their Work podcast. Music by Christopher Weiss. Images are from the UVU Roots of Knowledge Stained Glass Exhibit by Holdman Studios. This is the People in Their Work podcast. I am Professor Doug Gardner in the Student Leadership and Success Studies department at Utah Valley University. In this podcast, you will hear the first person stories of people journeying through their education, work, and career decision-making. In this episode of the People in Their Work podcast, we will hear from Elizabeth Huff, a diabetes doctor. Here, Elizabeth shares the realities, challenges, and joys of being both a doctor and a mother.
0: The issue of being a a kind of a woman and a doctor has been a big issue in my life. Growing up, I just wanted to be a mom. I never wanted to be a working mom. My mom stayed home and I loved it. I've always, for many, many years, as I was going down this path, I had a lot of inner conflict about how can I be a mom and work, how can I be a good doctor and do it part-time because I knew I didn't want to do it full-time because I wanted to be with my kids. So it was difficult, especially when I was in primary care, to feel like I wasn't being a good mom and I wasn't being a good doctor. I wasn't doing my job well and I wasn't taking care of my small children well. My children are a little older now, so it's much easier. And then there's always always been this issue of childcare. My husband's a professor at UVU now um, in marketing, and so he works full time. And then we have no family close by to take care of my children. And whenever I've talked to other working women in this area, they will always say, "Oh, yeah, my mom watches the kids," or my I have some I know some women whose husbands stay home and watch their children. But most of the people I know, most of the women I know who work have family members of some sort who watch their children. And we've never had that option and so we've always, I've looked into like daycare a few times but never felt right about it so I've always had a nanny. And one time we had one for four years who was amazing but ever since then it's been every year we get a new person. And it's really hard and my youngest is five, she'll be in kindergarten next year so we're almost through this issue. And I'm very grateful to leave it behind me. Although still in the summer I have to have child care. And it's it's hard and we find people we like and then they move or, you know, and then there's sometimes people we don't like quite as much. It's just it's always it's hard, especially for my youngest child. It's hard for her. And in in the past, especially when my children were babies, I felt a lot of guilt about leaving them and it was hard to leave them and then If you're breastfeeding, you have to pump at work. and Anyway, it it can be very difficult. It's not as much of an issue for me now because my children are getting older. So I'd say for about 10 years, that was really difficult for me to be a mom and to be a doctor and to try and do both. It's getting a lot easier. And I think that's one thing that when I was trying, to when I was deciding whether or not to go to medical school, my mom said to me that she felt like she just, she almost called it like a vision. She had this vision of that life, there's a lot of time in life. And there's time to be a mom, and there's time to to be a doctor, and there's time to go to school, and there's time to do all these things, maybe not all at the same time, but life is long. And before my husband was a professor at BYU, he was or at UVU, he was at BYU. And we would go to these award banquets and all the awards for the for like teaching and research were given to the men. And then the women would get all the staff awards. And I go home and I think about that and I like I would think, these women are working, but they have all the, I'm not going to call them crummy jobs, but they have all the staff jobs. They're the administrative assistants, and then all the professors, not all of them, but the majority of them were all men. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to do something, if I'm going to work, I want to work doing something that I like, something that utilizes all my skills and abilities, and something, it's also nice, that's well paid. Because I can work two days a week, two three-quarters days, and maybe double what a teacher might make. And so then I have money to pay for really high-quality childcare. I have money to pay for someone to clean the house a few times a month. And to kind of take, if I'm going to work, it's so much nicer to be able to work in a profession where I am valued, my skill's valued. It's easy to have a job. It's easy to find a job. It's easy to keep a job. And I'm paid well enough that I can then pay for other things that kind of help us out in our life. And and I, I just think I do see the majority of, in Utah, I think a lot of women work. And a lot of those women work in lower-paying jobs because they didn't want to pursue the higher-paying jobs because they wanted to be a mom, they wanted to stay home, yet they end up working anyway. And I just, that was really apparent to me at BYU when we'd go to these award banquets that all the what I thought were the best wards would go to the men because they had the best jobs and so I think that as a woman it's if you love something you should pursue it not everyone's going to love medicine clearly but if you feel like your job would not be compatible with being a mom usually you can find a way and the more skilled you become at something the more you find a niche in something the more valued your skill is going to be and the easier it is to find someone who will let you work two days a week because they value your skill. And if you have a skill that's more, maybe less valuable, you have fewer choices. And so it can be even harder to be a working mom. Um, a couple things. So for me, the biggest issue going through my path, my career path, has been childcare. It's been a huge issue for me and a huge worry and concern. And for me, so I'm thrilled. That my youngest is going to be in kindergarten soon. If she could be in all day kindergarten, it'd be fabulous. But once she gets in first grade, as these kids get older, that's been a very big relief to me. So I'm really, that's something that's a big relief to me and that's exciting and coming up soon. The most difficult things in my life are, in my life right now, is my children. Not that they're difficult children, but that children are hard. Work is often kind of a break, and then I go home. And it's, it's a balance, too. I come home, and I do laundry, and I do laundry. It feels like all the time. And then trying to help the kids get to all their different activities and do their homework. And So for me, I think being a mom is a much bigger challenge overall than being a doctor.
1: I am Doug Gardner, and this has been the People in Their Work podcast. Music by Christopher Wees. Images are from the UVU Roots of Knowledge Stained Glass Exhibit by Holdman Studios.